Hi, it's Terence Wallace, and welcome to my new series, Stories from the Road. In 2014, I decided to leave the corporate world behind and start my own business, Indelible Adventures Inc. This is a culmination of my writing, photography, speaking, and travel, and uh, gave me a great opportunity to travel the world. And so, with my writing, I've been able to gather and collect many stories from all my adventures. So this series is a dedication to all of those stories. I hope you enjoy them. Join me this week as I venture off the beaten path in Italy and discover five unforgettable towns. Given that I travel so much, it's not surprising that I often get asked what my favorite places in Italy are, because as you know, it is my favorite place on earth. Sometimes they ask what's the most romantic place to be or the best place to live the sweet life, or la dolce vita. So this week, I'm going to explore five of my favorite places to visit off the beaten path in Italy. Italy is such an incredible country, and it's impossible to narrow it down to just five little towns. And so clearly I had to make some very tough choices. And I'm sure you're also aware that my best five places may not be your best five but I've endeavoured to cover my bases across a broad swath of Italy and give you the insider's tips on where to stay, what to see and where to eat in each location. I have purposefully stayed away from the big name cities and towns that most of the tourists visit, so don't be alarmed, but you can thank me for it later. Oh, you're welcome. Okay, so without further ado, let's get started. The first town is the village of Assisi in Perugia. If you're into religion, you'll also know that Assisi is the home of the legendary Basilica of San Francesco to Assisi and very much worth a visit. I stayed in an interesting little establishment called the Nun Assisi Relas uh, and Spa Museum. Yes, it was actually an ex-nunnery with the Roman spa in the basement, and although fully renovated, it still utilizes much of its Roman spa structure today. An incredible place to stay, chock full of history, with small, uh, warm bedrooms and a very welcoming staff. Now, if you'd like to stay at the Nun Assisi Relas and Spa Museum, it's located at Via Eremo della Caseri 1A on the Piazza Giancomo Metatoti in Assisi. Very easy to get to from the main road leading into town. For a glimpse into history, visit the Temple of Minerva. Assisi was a Roman city and as such, much of the foundations of this incredible hilltop town were built on the time before Christ. If you visit the Temple of Minerva, explore the basement as this was the original original settlement layer, including the local market. The other thing I did when I was in Assisi, which I really enjoyed, was to walk the city walls. Assisi is a walled fortress town, and as such, uh, there are many ruins and foundations that you can look at, that look out over the valleys, surrounding valleys. In addition, if you pay careful attention as you walk the city walls, you'll also notice that broken marble street signs from ancient times are also included in the walls and fortifications. Pretty cool. 
My favorite little food discovery was the restaurant called Nona Nini. It opens at 9am for breakfast, has awesome coffee and the atmosphere right out of a movie set. But arguably, it also has some of the best gnocchi in Italy. So, when you're there, give it a try. It's fantastic. It's located at Via S. Rapino uh, 4 in Assisi. My next little town that I'm going to share with you is Orvieto in Umbria. This is the ancient land of the Etruscans and has for millennia been at the crossroads of culture and history, laying equidistant between the two most powerful cities in Italy, Rome and Florence. I discovered an incredible place to stay. It's called Labadia di Orvieto. I was fortunate enough to enjoy a couple of nights in this exquisitely renovated 11th century abbey, which is situated across the valley from the hilltop town of Orvieto. This picturesque hotel is set amongst the rolling Umbrian hills a mere one hour and 40 minutes north of Rome. Orvieto is certainly surprising in many ways, but I think the most surprising for me was the Diomo di Orvieto. The Gothic facade of the Duomo is one of the great masterpieces of the late Middle Ages. Work began in 1290, but it wasn't until 1534 that the structure was fully complete. Interestingly, the town itself is built on a cave system which covers the entire plateau of Orvieto. I would definitely recommend taking a cave tour. It's amazing to see how the Etruscans lived below the current hilltop town during the Roman occupation. A fabulous little trattoria I discovered was called the Trattoria di Palumba. Its menu is full of authentic local cuisine and look no further than this warm, friendly and delicious restaurant. It's located at 16 Via Cipriano Menente. The third town I wanted to recommend was Cortona in Tuscany. You may have seen it in the movie Under the Tuscan Sun with Diane Lane. But you may struggle to understand the charm of this incredible town nestled squarely in the Tuscan hills, surrounded by rolling vineyards and dappled light in the most romantic region in all of Italy. I was fortunate enough to stay at the Boutique Hotel San Michel, located in the centre of town. This now restored Baldini Palace is not to be missed. Sumptuously decorated with super friendly staff, only too happy to help you make the most of your stay in Cortona. Incidentally, they are the only hotel in town to have its own private car park. Big advantage if you ask me. There are so many things to see and do in Cortona. People watch while you enjoy your espresso or latte from the Cafe Bar Signorelli in the Piazza della Repubblica, and then stroll the streets to explore the many shops and museums. In addition, Cortona is surrounded by vineyards, and so on a visit to the Aziendia Agricola Vieta is a definite must during a visit. Another popular activity in Cortona is to attend a one-day cooking school, which includes everything from buying your own organic ingredients to cooking and eating your delicious meal. In fact, a lovely and romantic adventure perfect for two. Another of my favourite activities is to attend Market Day in the village. So in Cortona it's on Saturday mornings, 
um, Fridays if it's a holiday. But every town has a market day where the local um, farmers bring in their local produce and sell them right in the in the market in town. So I would definitely encourage you to go online and check the villages that you are going to go visit and and, uh, and see what day market day is because that um, one is one of my favorite days to visit any of the Italian towns that I visit. One of my favorite Italian restaurants in all of Italy is the Trattoria Toscana, located at 12 Via Dardano in Cortona. Sarah and Enzo will be your gracious and generous hosts as they delight you with the host of local dishes. Try the Cingale Ragu, simply to die for. Next up is my fourth fantastic little village to visit, and that is the town of Camogli in Liguria. This quiet fishing village, only 30 kilometers south of Genoa on the Ligurian coast, is often considered to be one of the most beautiful seaside villages in all of Italy. Yes, and that's a huge statement. An imposing abbey built on a spit of land in the center of town is its focal point, especially as it connects to the vibrant boardwalk lined with cafes and restaurants that ring the edge of Camogli. When you're in Camogli, look to stay at the Hotel Cenobia di Diogi. Um, it's the most prestigious hotel to stay at while in Camogli and adjacent to the boardwalk and all the local amenities. This genteel hotel is a definite must-stay for your visit. It's hard to choose just one thing to see while you're visiting Camogli. One of my favourite things to do here, though, is to hike in Portofino Veda, or the National Park. This amazing hike, if you have good hiking shoes, you can hike all the way to Portofino in three to four hours and then catch the train back. Another high point is the Abizia di San Frutusco, or which is only accessible by boat unless you hike via the park. This stunning little abbey tucked into a cove is a perfect summer's day trip from Camogli, but really, as I mentioned, only accessible by boat. As you can imagine, the seafood in Camogli is spectacular. My favorite place to eat is the O Magazine of Camogli. It's on the Piazza Cristoforio Colombo. If you love ultra-fresh seafood, then this is the place for you. There is an ever-changing menu based on the day's catch and time of year. And this gem will live on in your memory as one of the best seafood restaurants in all of your times in Italy. My fifth and final little off-the-beaten-path village to visit in Italy is San Giovanni de Bellagio in Lombardy on Lake Como. Surprisingly, this little village is my absolute favourite place to stay in Italy, and I mean absolute favourite. With close proximity to Bellagio itself, this medieval fishing village is a mere two kilometres from the centre of Bellagio and accessible by ferry. This is my go-to place, my sanctuary if you will. One of its many charms is that it's a very quiet, tranquil and peaceful village. No cars are allowed because the streets are too narrow. And remember, it was built during the medieval times. The other thing is that there's only between 100 and 200 local residents at any given time, and so it's very, very small and quiet. In fact, this was the location I came to spend a month while I was editing my first book, and so completely fell in love with this little village. In terms of where to stay, I have two. 
The first is often I stay in an apartment in rooms two at Piccolo in San Giovanni. That's my first choice. My second choice is the Grand Hotel Tremezzo across the lake. And it's absolutely one of the best hotels in the world. Lake Como has so many places to see and, and things to do. Um, one of my favorites is to take the ferry to Leno and then follow the signs for the Villa del Balbinello. This National Trust site is a must-see on your visit, with incredible views of the lake and the scene of many movies including the James Bond movie Casino Royale. Another great activity is to visit the Bellagio Water Sports. Say hi to Mitch for me. He's the owner of the kayak and paddleboard school there. He'll definitely take care of you while out on the water on one of the many kayak or paddleboard tours that he provides each day. Or another alternative is to just explore the lake by the ferry. One of my favorite things to do is to while away a day after day just visiting little towns and villages all the way along the lake. You'll be so glad that you did. A fabulous place to eat and one I'd highly recommend is the restaurant Dasani di Lopia in the village of Lopia, halfway between San Giovanni and Bellagio. It has both amazing food and is also off the beaten path and away from the crowds of Bellagio, but it offers a charming patio and pergola while you eat, overlooking the lake. Just awesome. So there you have it. I know you're going to ask what about the five that I missed out. Well, you'll have to take uh, my word for it that there are thousands, literally thousands of little villages through Italy that I would recommend and travel to. Um, it is certainly a place that I've spent a lot of time at over the years and uh, it's one of my favorite, favorite places. So, yep, there are tons and tons of villages, but those five that I shared with you today, they're just some of my five that I would highly recommend. Have a lot of character, a lot of class, and uh, what I would say, it's living the sweet life, la dolce vita. Thanks for joining me today as I visited my top five towns in Italy. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. All the best and I'll talk to you soon. Ciao! If you'd like to learn more about Indelible Adventures Inc. and the services that we provide, please visit our website at www.indelibleadventures.com. Thanks for listening and have a great day.